Hello there, and welcome to part two of our We Back episode. We will pick up right where we left off in part one. We thank you for joining us here at the well. Well, that's a quick summary of where we've been in our unplanned hiatus. But I want to quickly get into what we've learned in that time, like lessons that the Lord has taught us in the time that we have been tending to all the things um, that you all have heard about. So Eli, we'll go back to you. What is what is a lesson that, that God has taught you in the last several months? So I suppose the phrase tossed to and fro, I was looking at, I was thinking about the earlier stages of how I was handling uh, just sort of the unsteadiness of my life. Like months ago, I was thinking about like tossed to and fro by the waves. And so the phrase I got that from is is actually from Ephesians 4, 11 through 14. And I was I, I was asking the Lord, like, Lord, I don't want to be tossed to and fro. And so the passage is, and he, Christ, God in the flesh, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers. He uh, gave those individuals to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by waves and carried about by, by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Um, and just sort of thinking about there is this, like when I'm on the precipice of the unknown in my life or when I can see or even can't, don't even expect and just sort of experience it at the beginning of suffering, I am a real mess. Um, uh, I, I look to the Lord, but it's like in a, oh, uh, what are you doing kind of way? It's like, why this? Why this way? Um, why why sickness in the family? Why why inconsistency on my part? Why why this result, right? But there's a real um, it, suffering is not a, is not the result of negligence on the Lord's part, and He has given us the scriptures and the testimonies of people who have served under Him, um, so that we might understand His character and how His character informs us. So that I'm not uh, called or encouraged or forced to be just like tossed about by my own emotions or um, sort of my lack of control with really anything that was happening around me or that really is, even now I don't have control, right? It's just that my life happens to be more stable. I am continuing to learn that through the undercurrent of suffering um, is God's steadfast character. And uh, at the end of this, um, by the end of this, and, and like, I don't know, I won't even say at the end of it, like, it was closer to like the middle of it when I was like, when I had gotten used to the suffering, if that makes any sense. Like when you get acquainted with long term suffering, you're like, oh, I'm still alive. Um, there are things I still have, I still have support from family and brothers and sisters in Christ, like, this is not the end of me. Um, and so I don't have to react to these things like a child, like somebody who doesn't know any better. I can actually see God in this and be mature enough to still lean into my discipleship to Jesus through it, if that makes sense. Yep. That's a good word. 
that's certainly my experience sorry draw oh no i was just gonna say very very well said like a tough thing to learn but i'm thankful that you were able to lean into the lord and kind of embrace the things he was trying to teach you through that more importantly not just like me leaning into the lord but lord like the lord pressing into me like there were times where i was like i don't know if prayer is useful i don't know if reading scripture is useful right now i don't know if that's really going to tend to my feelings or change the circumstance but like there was this really persistent at first i i would cab i would call it nagging but like it was really a gentle tapping like remember me remember me remember me remember that i'm here with you in the storm remember i'm the god of the storm remember like who i am don't be overwhelmed by who you are or what you're not be overwhelmed by me like i'm i'm here and, and i've called you to be on my side like you're you're not on the wrong side of this storm um and so praise be to god truly because it's it's not about me leaning into god the right way it's it, it really is about him meeting me where i am and saying that like pain has a purpose and i'm in that like i'm in that so praise be to god amen i think in a one of my lessons is in a similar vein is that um just kind of the persistence of the lord in different seasons um and under like different different circumstances there have been points in the last uh several months where i've felt like at various points overwhelmed um with either like adjusting to things or like problem solving with things or thinking really far into the future to try to um plan ahead um and there have been times where I've felt very close to the Lord in that and times where I felt very wayward and I, where I was just kind of wandering and like looking for solutions without really inviting the Lord into those solutions. Um, and the thing that I've felt um, in those moments, I've been aware of that, been aware of my own waywardness more than any sort of like uh, guilt or condemnation has been the Lord just kind of very quietly it's kind of what you said Eli reminding me like I'm like I'm still here like you can you can like hit your head against the wall you can look for uh help in other places you can try to fix things on your own but I want you to remember that I'm still here and you can invite me into those things you can invite me into those um concerns and there's just like a very quiet like nudging of hey like I'm still present take a breath and invite well, you like, even if it's like very practical things, Lord saying, you can invite me into that. You can invite me into uh, painting the nursery. You can invite me into your finances in a new way. You can invite me into the concerns that you have or like fears that you have. Um, I'm just like, I'm here for that. And just kind of the image of God waiting for me to kind of acknowledge him in those things. Um, and it's, there was uh, at my school, there's, um there's like a, it's like it's technically like focus which is like a uh catholic organization fca which is like fellowship of christian athletes but really just the christian group at my school um but it meets one of the bio, the bio teachers it meets in his room um and so i'm there most fridays the, the mornings that we have it and one of the questions one of the leaders asked the, the students to answer was like what do you think that god thinks like when he sees you or when he like thinks of you and the thing that came to mind for me was it's actually something I say to like my students sometimes and something I say to like little kids if they're doing something weird or just not quite what they should be doing. Sometimes I'll just look at them and like without being angry, I'll just go, hey, 
what are you doing? And just kind of is like this reminder of like, I don't know what you're doing, but it probably isn't what you should be. Or, hey, let's kind of refocus. And I feel like often uh, for me, especially like lately, that's kind of been God's disposition to me. Like, hey, what are you doing to kind of get me to think about whether or not I'm inviting him into the things in my life or whether I'm even thinking about what I'm doing or if I'm just jumping from one thing to the next thinking I have to like just get enough things done. And so the Lord's persistence in inviting me to rest in him uh, has been uh, something I've been very thankful for and something that I also need to be more mindful of. Um, but definitely something in the past couple of months I've learned uh, more about and very uh, blessed by. I've also been the I, another thing has just been like the um what's the word the paradox well what i'm calling the paradox of can't like the idea of i can't do something um i think like for me growing up i'm sure for you guys i think for a lot of people but especially a lot of dudes like we're kind of we're we're raised with this idea that like oh never say you can't do something like never say you can't do anything that's not strong that's not manly or whatever and like and i think there's such a thing as having a defeatist attitude with things that is unhelpful but and it's it's funny because i know it's been slowly progressing but it feels like genuinely since i turned 30 it's something i'm more aware of that sometimes no i actually just can't like i actually just can't do things in the way that i used to um like whether it's like i don't have the physical energy for some things i don't have the mental energy for some things i don't have the emotional energy for some things sometimes the answer is you just can't. And it's not a matter of having enough time. It's not a matter of having enough resources. Sometimes you just can't. And that's something that whether it's, uh, you know, wanting to do, like come home from work and have time uh, for hobbies or just to get ahead on things or whatever, I've been hit like multiple times in the past couple months of just like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that today. <laughs> I just have to like, rest in a different way i have to recharge in a different way that's just or that's just not going to get done today and i have to be okay with that um but similar to the theme of the last thing i said the lord has just has met me in finding freedom and saying i can't do this like not like not being uh negative or defeatist but just like acknowledging the reality of like i actually just cannot do this um and being in those places for the little things um I believe it's the Lord's way of disciplining me, but also preparing me for fatherhood and beyond of just kind of reaching moments where it's like, I can't freaking do this. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm on spring break this week, and last week I was dead tired, like really exhausted and burnt out. And I had a day, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, where I had a busy day ahead, and I woke up to my alarm. I was like, God, I can't do this. Like, really simply, I can't do this. If anything's going to come from today, it's going to be because you have to do it. Um, and just after praying that in a state like a half awake state was enough to get me out of bed and enough to kind of get me through the day. And so that's kind of been something I've been lingering on more is just Lord being enough when I simply cannot be, um, and just learning to be okay with that and to not kind of brute force myself into trying to make something, uh, that I just, am not able to do and being confident that he is. Um, so yeah, those have been the two, the two big things for me. I I resonate with a lot of what you both said, and I just want to say uh, the paradox of can't uh, only gets worse as a parent. So, you know, the Lord's probably just preparing you for what's coming up. 
Uh, but not let's in a go, bad, baby. Not in a bad. Stay way. ready, so you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not in a bad way. It is. It, it. I think it brings balance, and it's a healthy. It's a healthy thing to do. Uh, where you, you know you come home. I'm a pretty clean, organized person. And I like my space clean. I like my things organized. I like order. And then I had kids. And you know what? You come home from work and the house is a mess and Chelsea's tired and the kids are crazy. And you go, I just can't. I can't clean up the mess because I got to love my wife. I got to spend time with the kids. You know what? There's going to be toys on the floor and I just can't clean them up because I can't expend myself that much. So I think uh, just an encouragement, it, it gets worse, but also to realize that like there's a there's a there's a there's boundaries and a healthy sense of balance that comes with it. And a part of learning, like you have to learn, like learn to be okay. Like you were saying, Trail, learn to be okay with the fact that I can't. <laughs> Thank you for that. Inspiring words from Charles. This is an encouragement. It gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> Only a Christian would hear that phrasing and be like, you know what? Praise the Lord. Because <laughs> God's in the worst. We're going to announcing what? now a line of um, cross stitched ATW pillows <laughs> with it quotes gets... from the show. <laughs> As an side, encouragement, it gets it worse. Says, it gets worse on the, back, on the backside. It says, but God's got grace. There you go. Hey, man, we need that on mugs. Let's go. We need that on mugs immediately. <laughs> Looking for something to get that special someone in your life? <laughs> Full disclosure, it gets worse. <laughs> There's a lot of wisdom in that. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think for me, uh, the Lord's been speaking very clearly uh to me in the past year or so um and and then something the first point that you made drell about abiding and rest uh just have felt the lord kind of put that in my heart to to abide and rest but then um recently he's been taking that a step further uh and the the scripture passage that kind of reflects what the lord's been speaking to me is in is in exodus when the israelites are um, freed from egypt and they're taken to the edge of the Red Sea. And they're kind of like, what the heck? We've got Egyptians behind us wanting to bring us back into slavery. And a sea that's uncrossable in front of us. Lord, what the heck are you doing? Where can we go? We don't see a way out. They were brought to the end of their strength. Such that, that they had to turn to the Lord to say, you've got to do something to get us through. And the Lord does. Uh and, and that's kind of where I feel like the Lord has been uh, pushing me to. And what I've been praying is um, in the context of I, I'm humbled and honored to, to be in a lot of leadership. Uh, I am a father. I am a husband. I am a director in my, in my job with the campus ministry uh, group I'm a part of. Uh, I am a leader in the group that Eli referenced earlier. Um, so I have a lot of responsibility and a lot of authority, um, but, and I, I take a lot of pride in that. And I like to be a man who 
takes control and moves things forward and um and knows what he's doing and that's been something the lord's been kind of tearing down a little bit and and saying that uh and my prayer has been through this revelation lord take me to the edge of the the edge of the red sea where i literally can't i can't go for any any further lord because i've come to the end of my strength and i need to rely on you and so this reliance on God and letting go of my control, letting go of my pride, letting go of my own wisdom, and letting it, letting God work through me. And also realizing that I often, I think, get in the way of God through my own plans, through my own, my own perceived wisdom, which is probably just folly, um, through my own weaknesses that I might perceive as strengths. And just realizing my, my other prayer has been, Lord, take me to the edge of Red Sea so that you have to work through me and and help me not be get in the way. Lord, I don't want to get in the way of what you want to do, whether it's in me or through me, because I get in the way a lot. Um, I'm reminded of uh, there's a song by Lecrae, who I love. I generally regard him as the best rapper who happens to be a Christian out there. Um, he has a song early on in one of his albums called Background. Um, and the the hook goes, I can be the background, I can be the background, but I know sometimes I get in the way, so why don't you take the lead? And I just, it resonates with me. I, I get in the way so much, and I want the Lord to take the lead in, in all of my leadership, in all of my service, in all of my roles. I want the Lord to take to take the lead, and I want to fade into the background, and I want to uh, be a reflection of Him, uh, be able to speak His wisdom, not my own, be able to um, navigate issues and difficulties and decisions with God's eyes and God's hands and God's feet, and not Charles Wesley's. So that's been something I've been trying to lean into. Um, uh, or maybe step back from <laughs> is a better way to put it, uh, and, and and let God take the lead in in all of my service and all of my work and all of my um, responsibilities. Getting John sixteen vibes of He must increase and I must decrease. It's the idea of like that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I, I yeah. I was going to commend you for the humility of that of like recognizing that you're someone who in your family and in uh, church life and in uh, community life is you're a person who's in leadership for good reasons. And like the Lord's equipped you for that um, through different giftings and abilities and just a capacity for it, but to be able to recognize that and still say, but I don't want to get in the way. So, you know, look, looking for the right uh, perspective on it is, is um very, very commendable. And I'm, it's cool to hear that you're like, allowing the Lord to kind of do what he's going to do and just kind of be a part of it. Also, that's a great song uh, by Lecrae. That's a really good one. Excellent. I'm glad you approve. Yes. A lot of, a lot of musical references in this episode. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're coming up on the end here uh, really quickly, and then I'll get into uh, the end, the next season, but things that are coming up that we are looking forward to now that we've gone through the last couple months and are, at present day and recording again what are we looking forward to these days i'm looking forward to like 
growing in my church. So like I have a really, really, really busy and wonderful church. Um, and I recently, okay, so this will be news I share with Charles, but I don't think I had the opportunity to share it with you yet. So I have been going through the process and I'm going to be a teacher in children's ministry. I'll be teaching third and uh, third through fifth graders soon. Ooh. And I was <laughs> enough. <laughs> Go. Um, I was originally a helper and that was wonderful and fun, but moving on up. Just become a teacher, man. Just come become a teacher. Mm, 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 strong pass. All right. <laughs> I'm okay. At least All that's right. not what the Lord has in 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 his workings for my life yet. <laughs> we'll see. Gonna, we'll see. He gonna need to make that calling uh real obvious, Jarrell. <laughs> anyway, Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. You're right. Um yeah, so children's ministry, I'm excited to start that. Um, I'm on the welcome team at my church. That that after COVID, like or post like the height of COVID, that was just a really big deal to make sure that like we're, we're bring new folks, right? And and being a part of that uh, mission is is actually really cool. And making sure that people get acclimated to the church and find not just like a place to show up on Sunday, but like actually have a community to be a part of is is good. Uh, and the last thing that I'm just super excited for is uh, leading what we call in my church core groups. So you can essentially think of them as like these thematic Bible studies where we, you know, go over certain topics and there are different leaders. I, I, I had the opportunity um, to do one in our last, I guess you could call it semester. Um, but I'm taking a break for the next five months so I can prepare for whatever comes next. And I, I, I don't know what I'll be facilitating our leading, but uh, I'm excited that that we started this podcast again to get my mind brewing with the things of God. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this podcast. I'm excited for all the things that are in front of me. Um, God is good. Lovely. Uh, I'm excited for you to get involved in your, your well, you're already involved, but this next level of involvement in your church. And y'all heard it here first, Eli is going to become a teacher. Um, I'm looking, <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to what comes next in the podcast, which I'll get into in a bit. Um, and you know, the small thing of my daughter being born, that's probably the, the biggest thing getting to, yeah. to meet her and get to know her. Yeah. Anything I say pales in comparison to that. Uh, um, I, I'm excited to, to get back in the booth with you guys and, uh, really eat in the scroll. Uh, East. I, yeah, this is this is just wetting my appetite for getting back in the word with you guys, which is the the initiation of this whole thing is our conversations about what God has to say. So to get back doing that with you guys is really exciting. Um, I, I think some exciting things have been happening in my professional career um, with University Christian Outreach um, as the director of ministry partner development. Uh, I I got a certification, so I'm now what's called a uh, certified ministry partner development coach. Um, so there's some exciting opportunities to to coach um, missionaries outside of UCO in their um, in their journey of raising a team of partners to uh, launch them fully funded into their various mission fields. I am a facilitator now. For um, uh, the broader a broader uh, ministry uh, that up to this point has trained 
uh, tens of thousands of missionaries. And now I get to, to help train um, uh, dozens at a time uh, missionaries, again, outside of the UCL context, about twice a year, I'll be participating in these um, so-called boot camps. And uh, there's a, there's a conference that's coming up in like three weeks, um, where over 300 uh, kingdom workers who who engage in in fundraising in in their uh, their ministry partner development come together to to be equipped and to train. And I've been asked to take part uh, in a panel, uh, which is so it's kind of exciting for me to to go from. Uh, I was on campus as a campus missionary to uh, being asked to take on the training role uh, for our staff in this area to I do this full time for organization to I'm spreading uh, I'm being stretched uh, to go outside the confines of my own ministry organization to I'm being asked to give some of the wisdom that I that I and lessons I've learned in implementing these different uh, systems and processes and policies within my own organization to um, a much, much wider audience. So I was just super blessed and humbled and thankful to the Lord that he's put me in this career, in this profession. I love it. Um, uh, as one friend told me, uh, uh, who's also part of um, the national office team for University Christian Outreach, she said, "We're a missionary to to the missionaries, and uh, that's my that's that's my uh, mission statement now. I love it. I that's exactly what I am. I'm a missionary to missionaries, and it is a privilege to be able to to serve um, those people who God is calling in frontline kingdom work. Look, look at you, professional Charles, flexing on them." Well, That's God's it. God's flexing on them, and then I'm just kind of pointing back to the Lord, saying, "Look at God's flex." There you go. Look, look, look at the Lord stunting on them. Let's this go. Is the hype man in the gym. Look at those things. So I'm going to give a quick overview of what our listeners could be excited for going forward, and then like one very brief thing at the end. So we are very shortly going to start our next season at At The Well. The season is called Letters. So we're going to be, re it'll be a slightly different format. We're going to be reading through, oh, thank you, Charles. <laughs> so wait, put that back up. I actually want to quote that directly. <laughs> so there's a, I don't know who this man is. Um, Chad Bailey? Is that his name? Yeah, Chad Bailey. Some guy, uh, I probably should have looked into who he is, tweeted a while ago, but a little bit closer. <laughs> if he tweeted, if Paul saw the church in America, we'd be getting a letter. So that was something that Charles sent us months ago. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's fun. That should be our next season. And then, you know, the unplanned hiatus happened. Um, but so it kind of hung around as an idea and now we want to turn it into a season. So the idea is to take an extended time to read through Paul's letters in the new Testament and kind of find what modern day equivalents um, and relevance they have for the church in America today, both to commend, but also to convict. And so we'll be going through them. Uh, each of us will be picking a passage that really stuck out to us and connecting it to um, either something we've experienced in the church at large or something that we think um, 
is worth kind of discussing and talking through and we'll go around share passages talk about them together um and yeah it'll be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it um so that is coming soon next season of at the well season eight is this season eight now season eight letters coming very very soon um, before we get out of here there's one last thing we have to do charles you don't know about this but eli's been bothering about me about this all day so he calls me first thing in the morning and said, hey, we have to do this on the podcast. I did not. He then, he, Eli, hey, <laughs> hey, he uh, around lunchtime called again and said, just once remember, make sure you got this in the, in the rundown. You know, uh -huh. as a host, you got to have this. Right before we got on Zoom, he said, hey, this has got to be in here. Um, we as a show multiple times have, you know, put our convictions out there, not just in terms of the Bible, but in terms of sports. And today is the first day of March Madness. And so Eli <laughs> was calling me all day to remind me that we need to give our picks for the national championship. I literally haven't even, I didn't even know. <laughs> I, he's being bashful. He's got like five brackets um, in different competitions. And so I just thought at Eli's request, we should go around and give our pick just for the, the men's national champion. I think the women's national champion will be Iowa. Um, and Caitlin Clark, she's fantastic. I agree um, with the that. men's championship was started this week. Um, I and I have to be, I have to be honest here. As our resident um, sports, what's the word? Um, as someone who has been accurate with every sports pick I've made on this podcast, I'm running a two for two right now. I got to be honest. My bracket before we came on today uh, had Arizona winning the national championship now this is being recorded on march 16th if you follow college basketball and you're listening to this you know that arizona lost in the first round to princeton of all schools didn't even know they had a basketball team so that's out the window but because i didn't initially make that pick on the podcast my streak is intact so i'm making a second pick i'm going with kansas the kansas jayhawks bill self gonna win the whole thing and that'll make me three for three for picks made on the podcast. Charles, we'll save Eli to the end. I too also had Arizona going. In Did my you really picks? Yes, I was. Uh. I was because I was like, I'm gonna go a little off off center from what most people thought, and uh, that is, I have no chance of winning in any of my brackets now, or uh, my pool poll or groups. So my second pick, just to I, you know, you pick Kansas. That's fair. You got first pick. I probably would have gone them, but I was also debating Houston. So I'm going to go with Houston. That is, I thought you were going to say MSU and I'm like, you know what? Valid stick on brand. They're not going to win. They play tomorrow, <laughs> but, um, but okay. So we've got Kansas, Houston, Eli all day. You've been waiting to unveil this pick to the listeners. Tell them it's not too late for them to put some money on it. Who do you have? winning the men's bracket in the NCAA tournament. Alabama Crimson Tide. Wow. What why why is that? What do you uh what about what about them do you Don't. Think into this? <laughs> you shut your mouth. Um <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. I will reveal how about this? Every week moving forward, I will reveal a tidbit of knowledge that I have <laughs> about <laughs> Alabama Crimson Tide. <laughs> And why I think they deserve the W at the end of it all. You know they're like a football school, right? Like that's their thing. 
Mind your business, Jerome. I'm just saying. I'm here for the underdog in this basketball. They are the. They're it's number interesting one you say seed. that. I was saying they are the number one ranked team in the country. <laughs> Charles just furrows his brow. They're the one seed. <laughs> Man of the people, Eli Shanklin. Looking out for those underdog Alabama Crimson Tide. Do you want to change? small businesses like Microsoft and Disney. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Eli, do you want to you switch your pick to stay on brand with the underdog and go with Princeton? No. 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 Okay. All right. No. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Alabama because they're right. just, as you said, as you so expertly put it, the number one seed. Um, and that's that was my first tidbit, Charles. Thank you. Um, that's was the first tidbit I was gonna say. Like I, I, I stole it from you, Crimson Tide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that's a good choice. The the, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, I'm a fan. You are. <laughs> what's um? So you... enough, enough. Wrap it up. <laughs> what what's what's their mascot? I was gonna ask the same thing. What's their mascot? <laughs> Whatever it is, it's crimson. So how about we roll that? It's very gray. Charles, very do we, do we need to dance? We need to get us on video because Charles's face is. <laughs> the, the article of clothing the mascot wears is crimson. Yes. Right. But uh, would you know this, Eli? You know this. Mm -hmm. Why are you playing so coy with the listeners about I'm your college knowledge? I'm being gaslit. I mean, my my children um, uh, imitate the mascot at times. They do. <laughs> It's not a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's not scary <laughs> I was about to say, I don't. We just told a story earlier. I, anyway, it's an elephant. If you want to press me so aggressively. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Eli Shanklin, going with the underdog, number one seed, Alabama Crimson Tide, parentheses, their mascot is an elephant. Well, this has been fun. Um, if you are a long-time listener, I hope that you found this enlightening as to where we've been. If you're listening for the first time, we're usually a bit more organized than this. Uh, but we hope that you'll stick with us and join us for our next season. Season 8 of At The Well, Letters. Um, I was going to do the normal sign-off, but I'll just close it out here. Thanks for listening. We'll be in touch very soon. His name is Big Al. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>